Hello everybody, welcome to episode 116 of the Sales and Presentation Podcast. Now I've got a really great guest on the show for you today, Billy Keels. Billy is an American, but he's based in Barcelona and Billy is a career salesperson. He's also an author, a coach, a mentor, a speaker. He's got a very long CV and he's got some fantastic tips to share with you about sales. So I'm not going to say any more. I'm just going to hand over to Billy because this is great stuff. You'll get a huge amount from this, no matter how big or small your company is. All right, let's welcome Billy to the show. Hello, Billy. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Trevor. Welcome. Welcome. I'm so happy to be here. So looking forward to the conversation today. Great. You're in Barcelona, aren't you? Is that right? Yes, I am. I am in Barcelona. Great stuff. Billy, just tell our, our, our global audience a little bit about yourself and uh, that sort of thing. So I am from uh, Columbus, Ohio. So when you ask about Barcelona, people are kind of like, well, hang on a second. That accent doesn't really go with Barcelona. And so, yes, originally <laughs> I'm from the U.S., from the Midwest. Uh, I've been very, very fortunate. I come from a very humble, uh, middle class, very working class, middle class family uh, in the U.S. Uh, I had a chance to, was like was the first one of the grandkids that had a chance to go to college. And I went to college in the Southwest. And I had an amazing opportunity professionally after uh, university where I was working and traveling throughout some 58 different countries. And that just completely blew my mind. Like it was amazing. And it helped me to start seeing the world from a different perspective, right? Being a kid from the Midwest. And afterwards, I really didn't want to, like I wanted to get in, to live overseas. And so I, after that five years, 58 countries, I was accepted to a university in Paris called the Sorbonne. I went there. The idea was to be on a one-year sabbatical. And the thing is, Trevor, I always tell people you have to be very careful with one-year sabbaticals. Why? Because it's now been 19 years, three countries, a marriage, and two kids. And so it has been absolutely awesome. Uh, I've called Barcelona home since, since July of 2015. And I really am just enjoying it a lot in, in terms of making the most out of every single day that I have and um, spending time with family, working in a corporate, and also building my own uh, dream. So Great that's stuff. a really Reader's Digest version of who uh, Billy feels, what I've done. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great to have you on the show, Billy, uh, because I understand that during that journey, during that career, you, you've done a lot of great sales, a lot of successful sales. So I'm hoping that you're going to be a bit of a whizzo in terms of sharing some, some sales thoughts and ideas with our audience today. Trevor, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. I'll share what I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Billy, if I, was, if I was to ask you about, you know, you talk, uh, I, I looked on your website and you talked about having vision and goals and things like this. So tell us a little bit about, about how that, what role that plays in, in, in your sales success. Yeah, sure. Um, so as it relates to, to vision and goals, so I, I really see these, the vision, and you probably can put even one layer above the vision, which is kind of the mission and, and where you, whether that be on an individual level. And a lot of times I know you may see in a corporate where you have the, the mission statement uh, of the organization or the corporation, but let, let's stick to the, the vision, right? And the vision is really looking forward to what you want to become. And whether that's on an individual level and where we can say, hey, listen, you know what? I wanna be the, the best father in the world. That's your vision for what you want to become in, in the future, right? And, or you may say that you wanna be the absolute best organization or the, the organization that brings uh, innovation to the market faster than anybody else. That's your vision, forward thinking in terms of what you want to do. And then if you go beyond that, kind of what is what are the, some of the, the ways that you can understand whether you're moving toward that vision 
would really be the goals or the milestones that you're setting for yourself or your organization to get towards your vision. So hopefully in a very simplistic form, that, that makes sense. And do you think, Billy, it's important that in business, we all have those kind of vision and goals? So my thought is it's really important for every single person, right? From an organizational perspective, absolutely, because I know very few organizations that don't want to grow. There's something about growing and the future. And so having that future looking perspective, I think is something that will allow any organization to continue to have that momentum to push forward. So without that vision, it's really difficult to get your entire organization, which could be multidisciplined, especially a sales organization without like a forward looking perspective. Uh, it's probably going to be a pretty bleak uh, outcome if you don't have that. So I would say based on those reasons, yes, it, it's really important to have a vision. And, and Billy, do you find that within that vision, you know, because we're kind of talking a little bit there about visualization as well, I imagine, aren't we? I mean, um, one of the things I talk about in sales is that, you know, the, the, to me, I, I bang on about the fact that the key three things are knowledge, attitude and mindset. And when I talk about mindset, I talk about the fact that you're kind of visualizing success to a degree. You're not being arrogant about thinking you're bound to get a sale, but going in with that positive frame of mind. So you think, you think that vision comes down to even to a sales, individual sales level as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so, right, when, whenever you get your sales quota, automatically you're on day one. And your sales quotas can be a daily quota. It could be a monthly, a weekly, a, a quarterly or typically what I've seen most frequently is an annual quota, right? Yeah. And so unless you have that ability to build a plan forward from day one through day 365 or 366, if you're in a leap year, it's going to be really difficult for you as an individual contributor or the leader of an organization to get to that goal without having that vision, without having that plan. It, it, may, it could happen, Trevor, but it happens once, but I know very few sales professionals that want to be one hit wonders. Greatest part about being a sales professional is being able to understand your customers, being able to help them solve their problems and doing it on a continuous basis. Because when you do that, that's when you become that famous trusted advisor or the person that even the CEO of the company wants to pick up the phone and have the conversation with so that you can continue to provide them with even more uh, solutions to potential problems or new innovations that they want to uh, want to have. And do you think, Billy, that on that basis, that in your opinion, does that differentiate people who are successful in sales with people who are maybe not so successful? Because the difference being the kind of planning, the goal driven, the vision, the, the, the sort of preparation almost to get to your get to your quota, as you say. So I think that's a, there's an element of that. So one is about being able to have a plan. Right. And so if you don't have a plan, it's going to be very difficult for you to be able to understand whether you're moving towards it or not, right? Whether or not you're getting closer to what you could potentially see as another area we could talk about is success, right? But if you have a plan and you have no execution or no understanding as to how to make that plan operationalized, then you're kind of, well, you know that you want to stop eating food because you have a goal of losing weight. But if you don't actually execute your plan, go to the gym, stop eating the foods that you shouldn't, then you're not going to get to the goal. So I would say that it's actually having that plan and most importantly, being understand, being clear on how to execute that plan so that you can ultimately get the results that you're looking for. And Billy, when you're in the sales environment, do you have a sort of formula that you follow? I mean, you mentioned about the thing, you know, about solving the problems and understanding the customers and all that sort of stuff. So have you got some things that you could share with our listeners uh, to help them become more successful in sales around that? 
Sure. Everything starts with, I, I guess there's, there's no adage and I can't remember exactly who said it, but everything starts once the sale happens, right? That is when you are able to start to understand that you, and when I say you, I mean you or your organization can then start to deliver on the promise. Because one thing is to actually make the sale. The other thing is to be able to deliver on the promise and do that consistently. Yeah. Um, and, and so when you're able to do that, in order to get to the sale, right, which is kind of the, the end game, if you will, if you're thinking transactionally, but we want to continue to think uh, relationship-wise, you have to be able to, and for those of you that are watching on the video, is to actually use both of these, which are your two ears. I'm pointing at both of my ears um, because you want to be able to listen to your clients or your prospects and you want to use this mouth and you use it to ask the right types of questions. Because once you understand what it is that your customer really more than needs what they really want, then it's much, it gives you a much clearer terrain to be able to start to build a plan that can provide the customer or the prospect with what they want. So there's, I guess, two parts of it. It's the, the whole phase that gets you up to the sale and it's being able to ask the right questions of the right people, being able to truly diagnose what it is that they are looking for or what they want. Uh, and then once you are able to come to that agreement, which is through negotiation and finally saying, hey, listen, this makes the most sense for me at an individual level or us as an organization. And then afterwards is being able to deliver on the promise that you talked about up until the signature. Well, I think sometimes in sales that we get to the signature and then we kind of lose track of what's going on. And we forget that actually um, when I talk about opportunities, I say that existing customers represent great opportunities, but we sometimes don't do enough with an existing customer because we kind of got it over the line and then we and then we focus on the next one over the line. But I think what you're saying is that that's a really important next step. C correct. I think it's a, a it's a fundamental next step. And, I, and I've, and, and let me give it some context because I think everything with, with context really helps. And I've worked in very transactional models, right? Meaning right, that yeah, you're just, yeah. you're going to sell one thing, one thing, one thing, um, or in very much relationship-based models. But even if you work in a transactional model and you start to able to build up a particular relationship with, I mean, it may be even the people that uh, you're going to buy fast food, right? If you, it's a very transactional type of sale, but if you greet that person that comes in with their family and they see you all the time, then guess what? You're probably going to start to understand more about what they're going to order. So you can start it before they even get to the counter. You can ask them, Hey, today's a warm day. Is little Johnny or little Susie want to have a, an ice cream cone? Why? Because you've actually taken the time to start to build a relationship, even in a transactional sale. And, and then as it relates to a relationship based sale, of course, you want to be able to do that. You want to make sure that you are constantly engaged and understanding, and it should give you better leverage in, in terms of being able to diagnose what the next step should be for your customer. So ho hopefully that makes sense, Trevor. Absolutely, Billy. Absolutely. Now, one of the things I saw on your website that you had a phrase, I've written it down here, it said, uh, talking about seizing the opportunities that are in plain sight. And I often think that in sales, you know, and uh, when people aren't necessarily, because there'll be people in this podcast who, who are responsible for sales, but are not salespeople, if you like, because that, you know, in, in, in SMEs, you often have all sorts of people responsible for sales, but few of them are, you know, full-time salespeople. They're bound to be people like that listening to this. So how do they make sure, Billy, they don't miss those opportunities? Well, the first I think the first thing is, well, no, I don't think I know. The first thing is actually being in touch with your customer, understanding what your customer is going through, understanding what their challenges are today 
understanding where they want to go tomorrow, right? And this can even tie back into what we were talking about before. When you understand where your customer's vision is, when you understand what their mission is, you know forward-looking what they're always striving to become. And so if you understand where they are today, then you can see and identify the gap before they even identify what the gap is. And as long as you are staying in touch with them, once again, using your ears, both of them, and using your mouth to ask the right questions, then you can constantly help bridge that gap between what their vision is, that aspiration, and where they are today. And many of those, you know, many of those specific types of opportunities exist uh, every single every single day. I mean, we, we talked about, I'll just give you an example. This, this comes off the top of my head. We were talking about, um, you know, I'll make it very um, more of a B2C. So you know that somebody wants to uh, be in the best shape of their life between here and the next six months. They've declared that to you. They've talked to you because you're their friend. And you understand what they're doing every day, what they're eating because you guys see one another. And so you have a unique opportunity to say, hey, you know what? Trevor, you mentioned to me that you wanted to be the, in your best shape of your life in the next six months. I've talked to you for the last three days and all three days you've mentioned that you haven't gone to the gym, you haven't gone outside walking. And you know what? I think you mentioned that you've been watching TV all time, the whole time and you've been ordering pizza. Well, and just a very simple thing is, hey, Trevor, how does eating that pizza, sitting on the couch and doing this get you closer to being in the best shape of your life in the next six months, right? That's what someone who wants to be a trusted advisor. And then you can use the same type of thing for a, a, a large organization. I wanted to use it to something that everybody can relate to, but it's the exact same type of, it's the exact same type of thing uh, when you're looking at a larger organization as well. So I think in there, Billy, what you're saying is that it's important to, through your questioning, to identify the, the kind of end goal that the for the customer to give you, you know, or not the end goal, but the next goal for the customer. And then you're kind of working backwards to provide them with the solution and help that gets them there. Is that absolutely kind of yep. where you're going that, with that? That's it. Yeah. That's yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. Now talking to questions, um, going to ask you, uh, have you, have you got, you might not want to share these, but have you got any, have you got any top questions that you were, that you would use that you'd be happy to sort of share? Because I know that, uh, some of the people, you know, I've, I've come across and worked with they're, they're not asking, I don't think, good enough or big enough or great enough questions. The kind of questions are a bit too ordinary. So have you got any top questions generally that you would sort of suggest? So no one expects much from most salespeople, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. So here's the thing. I'm a big believer in asking the most simple questions. And, and the reason for that is the, more, the higher and higher that I engage within an organization, the simpler the questions become. Right. Right. And I, and, I, and I understand that that happens for a reason because many times when you can start talking about bits and bytes and all of the different things or the gadgets or the functions, that's the easy conversation. But when you're in tune with what your customer wants to be able to achieve, they want to improve the customer experience of every single one of their clients. Well, could be very simple. How do you plan on doing that? Where are you today? On a scale of zero to 10, if you could say you want to be able to provide every single customer of yours with a world-class experience, where do you see yourself today? And if they say I'm already at 10, then the question would be, well, why am I here? <laughs> if you're already at a 10, why am I here? Yeah. Yeah. So, so and, and it, I mean, it, it, it's more the, 
understanding your customer and being very clear on the type of question that you're going to ask them. Um, it could be open, closed, and closed question, but it needs to be relevant for the person that you're speaking to. You know, if you're going to speak to a, a chief financial officer in an organization, these are bigger organizations, right? You're typically going to talk to them about things like maybe it's an expense ratio, or they want to know uh, what are certain costs around FTEs. Uh, they want to know right now, they really want to know about um, DSO. DSO meaning daily sales outstanding, because that's kind of the lifeblood for any of those organizations. When you're talking to sales professionals, you want to understand how much revenue are you bringing in? What's happening to the top line? How are you doing that? What's keeping you back from achieving the 25% growth that you've set out in your annual statement? Now, one of the things, Billy, um, while that uh, springs to mind is that um, thinking about some of the things that people say to me that they struggle with in sales. And one of those is, is getting, you know, the meeting, getting the appointment and, and talking to the right person. So have you got any advice on that subject? Um, I do. It's not one that probably people are going to like, but you, there's so many different channels and ways to contact people nowadays. It's so much simpler now than even when I started 20 some odd years ago, yeah. right? because before it was, you got to get a cold call or you have to make uh, an, a mail, like snail mail. People actually did use snail mail then <laughs> and, and it had to catch their attention and you hope whatever you did was going to get them to pick up the phone and call you. Right. Yeah. Or you had to go through the, the, the virtual assistant or the or excuse me, the, the secretary or whoever. Nowadays, we have so many online channels. We have uh, LinkedIn. We have I mean, there's so many different ways to find the person within the organization. But then it becomes really about not only selecting the right channel. Um, it could be online or it could be offline. It could be paying a lot of money to go to an event where you potentially have the opportunity to meet the chief revenue officer of company X, Y, Z. Right. But once you do that, once you find the right channel for the right person, it's do you, are you going to be able to speak to them about what is relevant for them right now or in the next 24 months or 12 months or, or 60 months, whoever the person you're talking to is. So yes, I would say find the right channel, right? And that's easier now than it ever has been. Yeah. Once you find the right channel, have the right message and get in position to be able to, once again, use that mouth in those two years. Yeah, great stuff, great stuff. Well, Billy, we're getting towards the end of our, the, the time has just whizzed by as I yeah. knew it would. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would be great if you could finalize any, 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 any of your top sales tips, you know, whether, you, whether you've got some that would, would share with our audience that will, that will inspire them to go off and be successful. <laughs> sure, and, and I guess this would really, once again, it's, it's contextual, right? Depending on where you are in your sales journey uh, or as a sales professional, and you are, you, you want to become that person. You have the vision for yourself. It's really about making sure that between where you are today and who you aspire to become, there are pitfalls along the way. You have to be ready for those. And, and part of it is, and I, I use languages because I'm a guy from the Midwest and I've been fortunate enough to learn four additional languages. So I speak my, my English or American English, I guess I would say, I have to be careful, um, and four other languages, right? And so I didn't speak those languages fluently on the first time. I've made thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if dare I say millions of mistakes to get to a level where I'm still not even a perfect native speaker. And guess what? I never will be, Trevor. But I know that I'm getting much, much closer to my goal every single day because I'm not afraid to make mistakes and learn from those mistakes really quickly and then try it again 
and then you're going to do it again and again and again. And eventually, you're going to be in a position where you're actually helping others to become even better, stronger, more effective sales professionals. So I would say, don't be afraid to make mistakes and make sure that when you're making those mistakes that you're learning as quickly as possible, whether that's from your coach, whether that's from your leader, from your manager, or find somebody who can help you to, to, to push you and be that accountability partner is what, I would, is what I would really say. And I'm saying that from experience, having done it myself, I use languages, but also the same thing in the, as a sales professional. So keep on learning. Always, always. And don't be afraid to make mistakes. Keep on learning. Keep on learning. And, uh, and, and finally, Billy, I can't let you go without getting your view on the way that sales might change given the current situation we find ourselves in. I know in Spain, particularly where you are, there's been very, very severe lockdown. So um, what do you, I mean, we talked about vision earlier, but do you, can you visualize what sales is going to be like going forward and how that might be different to what we were three months ago? Yeah, I would say as a profession, sales will continue to be the same. I mean, if we think about how they were making sales and doing it effectively back in the, you know, I don't know, maybe even prehistoric ages, right? Somebody wanted something, they had to convince somebody else. And based on what that other person wanted, it's evolved a lot, right? And we have new technologies, et cetera, et cetera. But once again, trying to keep things as simple as possible, it's really going to be about getting to new customers, right? So understanding who your prospects are eventually being able to convert those prospects into customers. And then once they become customers or clients, then you want to make sure that you stay abreast every single day of what their needs, wants, and desires are, and always be there to help them understand where they want to go and where they are today, that you're there to help them. Now, to help them get to the, to the aspirational point that they have. Now, whether you do that over Zoom or you do that over Skype or you do it over a phone call, or you're fortunate enough to get to a place where you can actually meet face to face, those are kind of just different channels that you're going to use. And I believe it's easier now than ever to start to begin relationships and start to foster and build those relationships. So maybe a long-winded answer, but I think that sales as a profession, the basics continue to be the same. The way that we go about and execute and can, um, well, given the circumstances today specifically, use different technologies to make those things happen. Listen, ask the right questions, understand their needs. Well, the, yeah, those, those, the channels have changed in the technology, but the basics I think will, are the same today and will be the same in 50 years from now. I love that where you said, you know, look after your customers and help them towards their goal. Um, yeah, absolutely great. Billy, it's been fantastic having you on the show. I mean, this has been wonderful and I'm sure every single listener is gonna go away with so much stuff now from this. So. I'm really, really grateful for that. So I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and giving up your time for, for me today. So just thank you very much. It's been absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, Trevor, it's been a pleasure, man. It's been a lot of pleasure. And thank you. Uh, thank you so much for, uh, for the opportunity to share today. Great stuff. Look after yourself, Billy. All right. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed that part about Billy Keels. What that great stuff in there from Billy I particularly love the stuff when he talked about the vision and the goals, but also about how when you get that first sale over the line, that's just the beginning because the real sales happen, you know, consistently over time when you've got that relationship with that customer. And I think we often forget that, don't we? We get a customer over the line and then we start thinking about the next one and the next one and the next one. Instead of thinking that our existing customers are brilliant opportunities to grow sales and grow revenues. And also what Billy said around questions, we, you know, and you listening, 
listening to the uh, the answers and then making sure that you ask the right questions. So really great stuff. Really grateful for Billy being on the podcast. If you did enjoy that episode, which I'm sure you did, then don't forget, please leave a review. You can do that on wherever device you're listening to this in, whatever app you're using. There's a little thing somewhere you can press the button for the rating and leave a comment. That would be absolutely fantastic. So there we go. That's the end of another show. I'll be back with one another one very, very soon. Thanks for listening.